Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. And welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. You know, we haven't really talked a lot about digital marketing recently. We also haven't really spent a lot of time talking about websites, and we have an expert on our podcast today. His name is Nitesh Verma. He's the Director of Growth at Advisor Websites. He spends all day talking to financial services professionals all over North America, Canada, and, and the United States about digital marketing and websites. So I'm super excited to ask him some, well, hopefully uh, some engaging questions so that we can find out a little bit more about the best practices that they're seeing in their firm right now and how you, as one of our listeners, can just step up your digital marketing game. Natasha, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks for having me. Now, let's start off with the history. I want to know a little bit more about you. How did you get involved in advisor websites and especially working with financial services professionals? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was uh, wrapping up my university uh, education, I was looking at, hey, where do I want to go? And there's a few professions that interested me. I was, I was looking at the, the real estate route. I was also looking at becoming a financial advisor. And then lo and behold, uh, I saw this job posting for a digital marketing company that works with financial advisors. So I gave it a go. And here we are uh, six years later, and I'm now uh, the director of growth and really, really enjoying the industry. Let's talk about advisor websites. Because your history, of course, you know, preparing for the podcast, I was reading everything that was on your website. What an interesting way that you guys kind of fell into working into financial services. Would you mind telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So our two co-founders, Bart and Jason, they had a digital marketing agency for years. And one day, someone they knew was like, hey, can you build me a website? And this person was a was a financial advisor and then once they built that site the other advisors that this advisor worked with were also interested hey build me one too build me one too and slowly they did a roadshow around canada um, freedom 55's organization some of the listeners may know and people were starting to sign up uh, left right and center and it was it was started to really build and gain momentum so they figured hey let's sell off the digital marketing agency we all know how difficult business that can be and let's work on this advisor industry and then here we are uh, you know 12 13 years later and then you went back, right? I mean, you guys were really hardcore into, into websites, and, and now you're much more of a full-service firm. Do you mind if we start with just an operational definition? When you say digital marketing, what do you guys mean by that? Yeah, great question. So really, you know, websites is our bread and butter. That's that's what put us on the map. That's what build up our, our client base and, and our customers. But as marketing and online marketing is involved, we needed to evolve as well as, a, as an offering, as a platform, as a product. So we started to now help out with social media and content posting. Uh, we're going into email here very, very soon, which is super exciting calendar booking tools to, you know, help make your practice more virtual. And there's some really cool things on a roadmap, you know, going into the rest of the year and next year when it comes to integrations and other tools, really want to find ways to add more value to advisors and their firm. You guys have a very active blog on your website, which we'll make sure we put a link to in the show notes. And you're talking a lot about the trends in digital marketing. What are you guys seeing right now? What are you seeing that's working for financial services professionals all over the country that our listeners can say, hey, you know what? I might want to try that. 
So I'm going to start with a little bit of a shameless plug. So uh, recently I did a roundtable discussion with a group of advisors and a few practice management individuals. And for that webinar roundtable, we had advisors submitted some questions. And a lot of them were asking, hey, how do I transfer and convert my prospecting and my growth online? And kind of flipping that to the question, really, there's there's a few key areas there. It starts, I, I strongly believe, with something like SEO, which is search engine optimization. It's getting yourself, your firm, your business found online, showing up on the Google rankings, showing up on that first page. That's a really strong trend that people are wanting to get more engaged with, more involved with, and then add that into their marketing strategy. And then from there, there's ways of improving and almost changing the way you communicate with your clients or prospects, especially because of a bit of the world we work in. But videos, videos are something I believe a lot of advisors should use, and it doesn't take a ton of effort. You don't need to have a giant Hollywood production with thousands of dollars of gear and a film crew. You can literally use different tools out there, flip on your camera, on your laptop, and, and record away and it can be little videos to to you post on your website or it could be even just one-on-one -on -one personalized videos that you send to uh, your clients in an email and I see I'm seeing that becoming more impactful a lot more engagement and really working for successful advisors out there you said something that was very interesting to me right at the beginning and then I want to talk about some of the other things that you talked about which is getting on the first page Financial services professionals have a huge disadvantage because big juggernaut companies will always be on Google slot one, right? So Ed Jones, Ameriprise, Ken Fisher. How do you guys or can you do anything about that? Because, I mean, these people have these huge Google spends. And then, you know, you've got an advisor, uh, you know, Jane Schmuckatelli from middle of nowhere who doesn't have that large of a, of a marketing spend. How are you helping them with SEO to still show up on that first page? I, I mean, you don't have to give away your trade secrets, but any secrets you could give would be appreciated. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there, there's sort of two parts there that you touched on. So the first part around the ad spend, that's called pay-per-click or PPC ads. I'm speaking to more of the organic SEO. So it's targeting keywords and showing up there. Now, I don't really recommend or not at all recommend paid ads for this industry, basically for the reasons you just said, Matt, like they have the big ad spends, they're going to outbid you and they'll own that real estate. On the organic SEO side, that's what we help with. It really starts with the research we do before we go ahead and implement anything. So we can do research on the keywords and tie it into your ge geographical location. So we can see, hey, how many times are people looking for the word retirement planning in Nashville, Tennessee, you know, or wherever city you're in. And then we start to figure out, okay, what are the low hanging fruits? What are the ones that don't have a ton of competition, but they're getting a lot of search inquiries. And then we go ahead and implement the things we need to do on the technical side to get ahead on those keywords. Now let's talk about video. We, we had, we have some very good friends of ours here at Top Advisor Marketing who, who help advisors do video and they are entirely in the same camp that you are. It's a very engaging way to do this. Where do they need to put the video? I mean, do they just house it on the website? Do they have a YouTube channel? Is it on Vimeo? Would you mind talking a little bit about how advisors can get their video in a location that is easily consumable to their clients? So it depends on the intent of the video. Now, if one of the things I was mentioning a few minutes ago was creating a personalized video that you can send to a client directly. So this is specifically for this individual client that you're going to say hi and put their name in there and then speak to them. That stuff, you know, it's, it's a direct communication. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Send that in an email. The other side of it is if you want to have more videos that you want to share with your audience, whether it's clients or, or just visitors to your website that aren't currently clients, you can do that in a few ways. 
recommend definitely putting it on a video service like a Vimeo. Vistia is another popular one. Stay away from YouTube. Um, YouTube for a couple of main reasons. One, a lot of compliance teams, if not all, don't allow it. And the reason for that is if you ever fall into the, the mousetrap of YouTube, you watch one video, then it recommends six other ones, and you watch three more cat videos. Next thing you know, you're two hours into YouTube. So you don't want to have them potentially jump on a YouTube video that you created, but then land up on one of your competitors or another advisors or, or God knows where. So you want to have that, that presence. You want to be uploading that, those videos to like your Vistia or Vimeo account. And then you embed it on your website. You can have a video on your homepage or you can have it live, live within your blog and almost have a video blog going on um, simultaneously or as part of your, your written articles as well. You know, I'm going to argue with you on this for a moment, so be ready. <laughs> Love it. Let's go. All right. It's the YouTube thing there, my friend. So here's the thing. YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world, right? And you can turn stuff off. See, we, we our clients, all the time, we do, we do video podcasts, right? So all of our podcasts that we produce for our clients are also on a YouTube channel. And you're able to turn different things off on YouTube, including ads and those sorts of things. And we found that compliance would rather have you be on YouTube because they know that it's much more controllable and accessible, and it's the second largest search engine. Argue with me. Go. <laughs> so 100% fact, it is the second largest search engine. Problem really for us and the reason why, it's, it's, it is black and white. Like We get a lot of broker dealers we work with and advisor websites were approved with over a hundred different broker dealers in the U S and Canada or brokerages in Canada. They don't allow YouTube. So just because of that, we've just always recommended Vimeo hmm. uh, or Vistia. One of the second parts of that reasoning for not is also the comment section. You can turn it off. There's intricacies to turning off commenting in YouTube, but also they don't want any back and forth communication that essentially a compliance team can't monitor. So because of those reasons, hmm. it's a lot simpler and more controlled in a, in a Vimeo environment. It's also free up to a certain amount of videos to have your Vimeo channel set up. Mm -hmm. And that's just the kind of the go-to, the best practice we suggest or Vistia. Nice. Okay. Interesting. Well, I guess uh, I guess our, our team has figured out all of those different inner workings within within YouTube so that because we built everything just like you guys did with compliance in mind. So that's interesting. That's that's a drama. Okay. Uh, you're going to make me look into that a little bit. That makes me happy. <laughs> uh, I like that. That's fun. OK, what are some of the biggest mistakes, Natasha, that you see advisors make in digital marketing today? They're not staying or posting or using their website enough. So there's there's a few aspects to that. And I, I should go beyond website, just their online presence. It's one thing to build a beautiful website and it's and have a have a professional LinkedIn presence with a nice headshot and you set up your Facebook company page and maybe a Twitter account for the company or your own or two for the as an advisor, but then you do nothing with it. You don't include it even as simply I see a lot of advisors don't even have their website or social media in their email signature. They're not posting content to it on a consistent or regular basis, whether it's the website or social media. And they also don't tie in the different platforms properly. And I'll give a quick example. If you have an article, whether it's a written article or a video you've created, you should use your website as a hub for that. So on LinkedIn, for example, put a link to the website for the actual article or video and just put a bit of teaser text. Hey, check out this video on XYZ link. And if someone on LinkedIn comes across it and clicks on it, 
and it drives them back to your website. Using the website as a hub, having those backlinks linked on LinkedIn, Facebook, what have you, that also helps your SEO. That helps you have a higher ranking and stay more of a credible website. And it's now utilizing and tying in all these different channels and platforms together. Hmm. Doesn't LinkedIn get grumpy about leaving the platform? No, I, I mean... I don't know. I, I, unless you have an example, I've, I've not noticed that. Or I don't, how would you, I guess, define that? I don't know. I it just it was just came to my mind. Uh, you know, Facebook specifically doesn't like it when you leave Facebook's, uh, you know, platform. So you know, they don't prioritize outside links as much as they do. But I totally and and I agree with everything that you're saying. That yes, you want that traffic. You want those backlinks. It's really funny, Natasha. I was talking to an advisor a little while ago, and I utilized an old analogy that I'm sure you probably haven't used for years, which is the fact that it is called the web, <laughs> <laughs> and you know how everything's like connected together. And he's like, "Wow, I've really never thought of it that way." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, are you freaking kidding me?" But that's the that's the whole idea here, right? It's this idea of all of these little things meeting, and you're talking about the center of that web for you as an advisor really needs to be the website. I agree with that a hundred million percent. Yeah, totally. And I mean, if in terms of maybe getting clicks on Facebook, if you're directing them off Facebook or LinkedIn, there's there's a trade-off there that you could not be showing up as, as many home feeds on, on the social platforms. But I think the bigger win and the greater win is having people looking at your website as a resource to go back to yeah. and the SEO play there too. I yeah, that's that outweighs awesome. some of that negative. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some of the things that you do to help advisors. Let's talk about some of the – so you – I love the fact that you started off with a digital marketing company, then you went to websites, and now you're back to being a digital marketing company. What are some of the things that you, like during your discovery process or when you're, you know, since you're the director of growth here, what are you talking to advisors about? What are you telling them that they need to do? And why don't you give us some examples of things that Advisor Websites does for their clients to help them truly own their digital presence? For sure. So, you know, it's it starts with us when we talk to a prospective client or a firm, we ask them, you know, what they've currently done, what they've done in the past. You know, we want to paint the picture, see what's they've maybe tried, what hasn't worked, some of their pains and things like that. Um, from there, we we start working with them on, okay, what are the areas of improvements we can do on the website? And that's where it really starts, right? So we'll, if they just decide to to join us or sign on with us, we help them with the build of their website. We have some content they can use as a basis to write copy for their website. We have photo libraries and, and all that, all the bells and whistles you really need to get your website going. Now, along with that, if you want to go a little bit more of a personalized or customized route, we have professional services where we can write website copy specific and unique to your firm. We can do a logo design. We can even do a full rebrand or branding pack where we do logo and stationery and design your business cards and all that. So we have a lot of the different elements are covered there. And then the post kind of launch your website, you have really two great values from a company like ours. There's the ongoing content and resources available to you. So whether it's articles to post on your digital marketing or, or some videos and infographs, things like that, or support team there that you have access to to help you make updates and changes once your website's launched, uh, that's also available to our clients. As things have developed with the stay-at-home orders, and just some of the fundamental societal changes that some people think are going to be here forever. You guys have published so much stuff on your blog about how things have changed. What are you hearing from advisors when they call you, Natasha, and they're like, help? What are the biggest things that they're saying, oh my God, 
I really need help with this. And let's talk about those solutions. Yeah, for sure. So one of them is just in over the past little while here with all the, the COVID implications in the world, it's using their website as a way to communicate to their clients. So they're posting messages or updates um, on a regular basis, you know, once a week, once or maybe multiple times a week. And those updates are done in two forms. I mean, it can be a text-based type update or in, in some cases too, they're putting in videos and using that as the medium to communicate those updates. Now, the, the other side of it too is there's been a, a fair amount of advisors and let's call a spade a spade here. Like a lot of advisors I find still don't necessarily value a website as much as they should. And, you know, they're more old school and, and that's that's all fair game. And they're used to, you know, the, the coffee meetings and the seminars and going to events and appreciation dinners and, and that type of stuff. And that's where they get the referrals, build out their network and grow their business. And now those ones who are like, I haven't done anything with my website in five years, six years, they're coming to us for... They need a they need a facelift. They might not even have a mobile responsive website. Their website not, might not even be secure. And these are all little things they realize now. All, all of a sudden, I need to really get on this quick. And now they're really moving forward and improving that presence. How long does it take from a stop? Like there are advisors out there, just like you've said, who they don't need just a facelift. They got nothing, right? They've no digital marketing. They've never. They're like, I don't need to worry about this. I've got a perfect system set up. Now that perfect system is is literally destroyed. How long does it take before you start seeing your advisors get results from these strategies that you guys do at Advisor Website? So I'm, I'm going to flip the question back at to you, man. And what do you define as results? Ah, yeah, dude, that was <laughs> awesome. I get asked that question all the time, dude. That's why I wanted to hear your answer. Like a <laughs> ROI, right? Return on investment. This is, this is something that um, can be costly. Right, uh, websites are not cheap. They shouldn't be. Uh, you get what you pay for with websites, everybody. You know, don't just find the kid down the street who can, you know, program in HTML or knows how to use WordPress. You really truly need to use an actual professional. So let's talk about that return on investment. They've let's say they've bought everything from you that you sell, right? So they're all in. You know, the greatest client in the world from all in. What is that? What when can they start seeing? I don't know increased SEO. When can they start seeing uh, more engagement socially? And then ultimately, when can they tangibly say, "Because I did this, I got a new client"? So, I'm going to break it down in two ways for that ROI question and the results. Any stat you you can read out there, and and we did a survey a while ago. Even it nine out of ten, and honestly, it's probably ten out of ten by now of your referrals will look you up online before they reach out to you. So if you're refer, if I refer, and you probably do this, like if my friend says, hey, this is the toaster I bought, it's awesome. I'm still going to go look up that, that toaster before I go and buy it or order it online. Bring it to this financial world. If my friend recommends an advisor, I'm going to go look them up. And I want to, the first thing, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a younger person in my early, uh, 30s, I, I'm all about the online world. So I'm going to look them up, do my research, get try to get comfortable with what they have going on. And that's going to start with their website. So if you have a website that's 10 years old, eight years old, it's it's outdated, there's no content. It makes me kind of wonder, okay, is this for sure a type of advisor I want to work with? Or do I want to have a little bit more of a modernized or digitalized advisor? So there's there's that part where you can get ROI almost immediately because now your referrals that are were previously maybe looking at a site that hasn't been updated in, in five years, now they're seeing a up-to-date, professional, modern, credible presence. And you're looking like an expert because you have videos on there and content and articles and things like this. That kind of ROI can happen 
really, really quickly. The second part of that is, you know, just the, the net new new leads, whether they're finding you on search engines or came across your LinkedIn profile and that stuff. Now, typically for SEO to really start kicking in, once you really implement the most of the groundwork, it can take a couple months. But what we've seen from our, uh, we, did a, we did a bit of an analysis and a case study. Uh, we see about 25 to 70% increased traffic within 60 days. Wow, that's a big range, but big numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I give kudos to it because I think the way we have the process where we start with that research, even though uh, an advisor might say, hey, I want this specific word, we can say, well, you know what? No one's looking up that word. What about this one instead or these keywords instead? And that really sets the table for a successful implementation. Hmm. You talked a little bit about the idea of branding and a logo and you know some of the messaging. You have a really great blog about buyer persona. We talk about this a lot, Natesh, on this podcast. We talk about niche marketing or just very focused marketing. Would you mind talking about why you implemented that and how you guys use that to really further this entire system you've built? Yeah, so the reason we wrote that and and some of the value you can get out of creating your buyer personas, I believe, is it lets you really target and realize who you want to market to. And it gets away from this sort of spray and pray mentality, just post anything for everyone and see what sticks. So if you know you want to find C-suite executives, that's your buyer persona. What types of content and searches and articles are these types of individuals looking for? And, and that starts with knowing those buyer personas. So once you figure that out, you can reflect that in the messaging on your website. Maybe you really want to have a section on your website that talks about how you work with C-suite uh, individuals, or maybe you want to work with a specific company. And we've had a few clients who they are they really target because they're the headquarters for these giant corporations are in the city they're in, and they want to target employees from there. So their website messaging and even parts of their website will speak directly to those people. And the messaging also also go just beyond the words on the screen, but it's also the images you pick and the types of way you write that text. It, it goes a long way. And so bar personas can contribute to making that really work well. I'm going to ask you my favorite question that I ask everybody uh, besides the history question, which is, what should I have asked you? You know, I, I try to do my best to prepare for these podcasts, but sometimes I just really miss the boat and not ask a question that's a vital question to who you are and what you guys do. So Natasha, what should I have asked you? Yeah, Matt. So there, you know what? There's uh, there's two things maybe I want to touch on, and it kind of goes back to the trends part uh, that we started earlier with, but I didn't really mention this in any of my answers. It's what are ways an advisor can become more digital and whether it's just for what's going on now or the future. And I think the two things that we've seen a lot more advisors ask about and use and start to adapt into their firms is calendar booking tools. And it saves efficiency and time, right? Instead of having to send six emails back and forth to nail a time that works down for both of you, send them a link to your calendar, have your calendar on your website. And with the neat thing with calendar booking tools is you can also, first it'll sync with your, your regular calendar, but then also you can um, customize or restrict the availability for that meeting. So you don't have to open up your whole day to that. You might have two hours a day that only that type of meeting can get booked. So I think a calendar booking tool is really strong. And the second one is, doing the conferencing or the video conferencing. So a Zoom or things like Zoom are really, really great. And some of the feedback I've got from advisors is they actually think they're going to be able to do a solid percentage of their client meetings moving forward, even when things are back to normal in, in a virtual way. It's, you know, it saves the commute, saves the back and forth. They can get more done in a day and it's starting to see really good efficiencies come out of it. Natash, thank you so much for being a fun guest and, and letting me challenge you on a couple of those things. 
And on top of that, giving our audience some really good actionable stuff that they can implement right when they get done listening to the podcast. Now, what is the best way for them to reach out to you if they say, you know what, I really want to check out this advisor's websites guy? <laughs> so, I mean, the two best ways here would be go to my, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't have the easiest name to spell, but it's Nitesh Firma. I'm sure it'll be in the description when yep. this podcast is posted. And the second way, email me directly, Niteshv at advisorwebsites with an S.com. And I would love to connect with anyone you afterwards. N-I-T-E-S-H. That's correct, right? That's right. All right. Great, great, great. Yeah, it was super easy to find you because it might not be super easy to spell, but dude, there are not a lot of Natasha's out there on LinkedIn. I found you in like two seconds. So anyway, uh, Natasha Firma, thank you very, very much for being on the show. For all of our listeners, listen, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do. And if you have not gotten a really good digital footprint, digital marketing, or if your website needs some love, please make sure that you reach out to Natasha at Advisor Websites to get yourself into, I don't know, the 20th century, if not the 21st. If you have any ideas, uh, this is even better, uh, for us uh, to do a podcast on a topic that you're really interested in, please make sure that you email me, matt at topadvisorm.com. I'd love to hear what you want us to talk about and or anybody that you want us to interview. So for everybody at Advisor Websites, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.